Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect. I'm your host, Scott Gazzoli. Um, for all the new listeners, um, you know, the goal of this podcast is just to share and serve just a little bit of valuable knowledge. We're going to try to bring a little bit of awareness through a little bit of psychology, practical wisdom, some things I'm picking up along the way. And I'm doing the hard stuff, so don't worry about it. I'll tell you what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, I started this podcast to really stop living by other people's expectations, perceptions, trying to truly speak the truest version of myself forward, and hopefully um, you guys could all do the same. I think the world would be um, a lot better of a place. We could all kind of do that. So, you know, you're joining me for episode 101. Thank you, Raj. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Courtney, for joining me for the big episode 100. That was a big goal. Uh, numbers looking good. Thank you guys for the support. Um, just keep telling your friends about it. It seems that's the, the best way to do it. If you want to leave a review, a like, a subscribe, whatever works. Um, appreciate you guys joining me today. So um, Thursdays we hit fitness. I don't even know what's, what we're going to call nutrition. Um, you know, we're talking today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about breathing, breath work. Um, I'm going to break down a little bit of science for it. And um, the reason why... I started doing some due diligence on this was it, I started um, doing my breath work a couple months ago, the pranayama classic, um, you know, individual nostril breathing. And not only has that helped me be more relaxed, but it's also helped my uh, my bodybuilding, my lifting. And um, I'm going to tell you first the science of breathing. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to answer some questions. And then I'll tell you why you should really be focusing a lot on the breath um, for your working out as well. So, you know, Breathing techniques and patterns are, are regularly uh, advocated for stress management, um, you know, relaxation, the control of your psychophysiological states. Um, really, it helps improve the the um, the organ function, right? And um, you know, this goes hand in hand with yoga. The, the goal of yoga is to really reduce uh, or alleviate some of the negative stress effects um, on the body, right? Stress relief is one reason that we do, um, you know, breathing techniques, so to say. So, um, you know, fitness professionals and trainers as well are becoming more and more aware of the truths, the myths. And, and for me, it's brought, um, just taking 10, 15 minutes isn't something I'm going to tell you to do an hour of. Um, I know I did spoke to, to Steve Whitney a little bit about Soma Breathwork. Check out that episode. This is going to be more of an overview. Um, but definitely want to implement some sort of breathing into your system. So we're going to get right into the breathing mechanics. So breathing, you know, also look at it like ventilation consists of two phases, right? Inspiration and uh, expiration. During inspiration, the diaphragm and the external intercoastal muscles contract, right? The diaphragm moves downward, increasing the volume of the thoracic uh, cavity, aka your chest, right? Uh, and the external intercoastal muscles pull the ribs up, outward expanding the rib cage, further increasing your chest volume, right? This increase of volume really lowers the air pressure in your lungs uh, as compared to the atmospheric air. So because air is always flowing through from a, a region of high pressure to an area of low pressure, it travels in through the body's conducting airways, your nostrils, your throat, your larynx, all the trachea, if you want to throw that in there. Um, 
and then down to the lungs, right? During a resting um, expiration, the diaphragm and external intercoastal muscles then relax, um, restoring the thoracic cavity to its original volume, and then forcing the air out of the lungs into the atmosphere. Um, you know, whereas breathing is involved with the movement of air into and out of the thoracic uh, cavity, respiration involves the exchange of gases um, in the lungs, right? Now, with each breath, air is passing through its conducting zone into the, the uh, microscopic air sacs in your lungs called the uh, alveoli, right? <clears throat> it is here that the external uh, respiration occurs. External respiration is the exchange of your oxygen and carbon dioxide between the air and the blood in the lungs. So blood enters the lungs via the pulmonary arteries. It then proceeds through um, the arterioles and into the, um, the capillaries. Now, oxygen and carbon dioxide are exchanged between the blood and the air, right? Oxygen is loaded onto the blood cells while your CO2 is unloaded from them into the air, right? What does this give us? Oxygenated blood. Uh, that will then flow out of your capillaries, um, you know, back to your heart. And, you know, the heart is pumping the, that oxygenated blood throughout the system. And all of a sudden, now you're breathing. So there's a lot of stuff going on here, um, automated, right, that, that we didn't really um, realize, right? And, you know, your body and your, you yourself could control your breathing. And I, I would say this is something... Um, that I'm, I wouldn't say totally new to, but I've been focusing a lot more on this, and you'd be surprised how much you could, you can control, right? So the resp uh, the respiratory center in your brainstem is responsible for controlling a person's breathing rate. It sends a message to the respiratory muscles telling them when to breathe, right? The medulla, located nearest the, uh, the spinal cord, directs the spinal cord to maintain your breathing, right? Um... This is going to give you more of a smooth respiration pattern. This control is automatic, involuntary, continuous. We all do it, right? You don't have to, we don't have to think about that, right? The respiratory center knows how to control the breathing rate and depth by the amount of CO2, oxygen, and acidosis in the arterial uh, blood. And that's from Will Moore and Costell in 2004. Um, you know, I'll put notes in there if you guys have questions um, where we're getting this from, not just making it up, right? Uh, there are receptors called chemoreceptors in the, the uh, aorta and through the, the arteries that send signals and feedback to increase or decrease the ventilatory output depending on the condition of your uh, metabolic variables. So basically, you know, we'll use an example. When you exercise, your carbon dioxide levels uh, increase significantly, which alert your chemoreceptors, uh, which, you know, then... Uh, notify your brain's respiratory center to increase the speed and depth of your breathing. This elevation, um, the elevated respiration, rids your body of the excess carbon and supplies the body with more oxygen, uh, which is needed when we are exercising, right? And I would say, for me, my problem when I was lifting, or still, still working on it, is when you breathe, lift, you forget to breathe out, you're trying to hold your breath, that is a problem, right? So you got to remember, breathe in and breathe out. It's that simple, but, you know, it's uh, it's hard to be mindful of it. So, you know, your breathing rate and depth gradually declines until your CO2 in the blood returns to normal levels. The, the, resp uh, the respiratory center will no longer be activated, and the breathing rate will be restored to your pre-exercise pattern, right? So this arterial pressure 
feedback system, right? That that your CO2, your oxygen and blood acid levels uh, provide is um, referred to as your metabolic control of breathing. And this is where I would say start just to understand the science of it. And you know how I like to do things. I like to understand what's going on in the body first before we take this to spiritual places, fitness places. Just start with the science always and just understand what's going on. You know, and breathing um, is a very unique function, right, compared to some of these other voluntary, you know, when we digest, when you're, you're pooping for your cardiovascular, whatever that may be, the the behavioral um, and the, the voluntary control of breathing is located in the cortex of your brain, um, which is unlike any other of these voluntary pieces, right? And, um, you know, the aspect of breathing with conscious control, um, you know, changing the breathing before a vigorous exertion or effort. Um, you know, we do this all the time, right? With singing, with speaking. Um, you know, I've been dabbling with my breathing because I'm, you know, got this show coming up. These are all good examples of um, controlled breathing, right? The behavioral control of breathing encompasses uh, really changing the patterns in the breath. Um, and it does create a stress and emotional stimuli either one way or another. And the, differ- the differentiation between the voluntary and the automatic or the metabolic breathing is that the automatic breathing requires no attention to maintain. And obviously the voluntary, we are going to have to, um, you know, pay attention out. Now, pranayama is was suggested to me by, um, you know, Miss Courtney, who put me on that. And, you know, not that I was against breathing. It's just, I know, you know, who, who thinks it, right? So, so pranayama breathing, we mentioned earlier, is often performed in yoga and meditation, right? And this means that the practice of your uh, breath control, um, your inhalation, retention, then exhalation, really you're mindful and you're being in the moment with it and you could perform it quickly or slowly depending on, um, you know, what we're doing, right? So for me, it's easy for me to go to go fast. So I, w- I did start doing the Wim Hof power breathing, which I would say it works. Um, you know, it, it's... It, it it just wasn't for me. Not, and I think it, it would work for somebody if you want to, maybe before, trying to get yourself hyped up. For me, I, I got to calm down. So it's better to slow it down. And, um, you know, the, the word prana uh, refers to life force or energy. And this could apply in a multiple, you know, m- multiple different ways, right? Um, but scientifically, it relates to the energy producing processes within your body. So there is a direct uh, connection between the prana or the energy of your breath, uh, along with the the liberation of um, the body. So the purpose of, of breath work, considering to yoga, is to not really override the body's autonomic systems. It is to slow it down and um, really play with the oxygen consumption and, and the metabolism. And much of the aim of this pranayama breathing is to truly shift your um, autonomic nervous system away from the the sympathetic dominance, right? So, um, you know, pranayama breathing has been shown to positively affect immune function, hypertension, asthma, autonomic nervous system imbalances, psychological stress, so many different things. Um, And it it is interesting to, to recognize that these different types of breathing could give you different pieces. So I've just been doing a classic alternate nostril breathing, which, um, like I mentioned 
just seems to slow down my autonomic nervous system, which is nice. There's uh, belly breathing you could do. There's the, the Wim Hof is a power breath, fire breath. We're trying to really basically imagine igniting a fire in, um, you know, in your soul, let's say. But um, the one I've been dabbling, slow pranayama breathing, um, very practical psychological benefits to it. Um, the underlying mechanism is, uh, you know, people really don't even understand why it works this way, but, you know, the the voluntary slow, deep breathing functionally resets your autonomic nervous system through inducing the inhibitory signals and uh, slowing the electrical energy, right, which is synchronizing the neural elements in your heart, your lungs, your, your limbic system, and, you know, from a... Uh, from a, you know, a yoga piece, this goes hand in hand with maintaining awareness, um, reducing distractions. That's really, I think the reason a lot of people really enjoy, um, yoga. And that's why, you know, comfortable posing, eyes closed, you know, the, the outcome of mastering this breath or your breath control is that, you know, an individual can voluntarily use these practices to take you out of discomfort, uh, discomforting situations, it could, you know, ease your stress, it could make you more focused, um, you know, the, the key is to recognize whatever that distraction or thought may be, which is always opposite than what, you know, people think, right, they always try to push it down, the key is to, you know, whatever that thought may be, recognize it, you can invest it, uh, and investigate a little bit, but then re- return, restore the focus of the attention back to your breath work, um, you know, and, I always re-enter, um, re- kind of refocus by saying a little something, you know, uh, I'm doing my breath work, uh, I'm calm, you know, some yoga enthusiasts use asanas, specific postures for certain breathing. I think just standing upright is the, um, is one of the crucial keys here, all right? Now, we've broken it down, I hope you guys understand it. Now, tying this into, um, you know, a little bit of spiritual, I think we know that this ties very closely with... Um, any type of chakra energy work or any type of meditation is all about being one with the breath. You know, classic Zen uh, meditation is about focusing truly on your breath, being quiet and coming in, coming out. And we know that. And, um, you know, I wanted to hit it from more of the the importance of breathing when you're lifting weights, right? So now we're going to turn it on to, you know, how important is it? Because I never really thought about it. And, um, you know, proper breathing during uh, weightlifting is just vital, right? It's, it's, it's one of the most important things I've seen my biggest gains because of this, not only for your performance, but also for your health, right? Um, breathing ensures that blood circulating to your working muscles is oxygenated and that the waste products are removed. So holding your breath, like like I mentioned earlier, that's, that's that was my biggest crutch. I'm sure it's some of yours. Holding your breath during weightlifting can lead to dangerous increases in blood pressure, which is how you uh, you hurt yourself, right? So each time you inhale, you're taking an oxygen, which your body needs to function, right? The more you move, the more oxygen you need. So think of oxygen as your the fuel for your muscles, right? In order for you to do anything, you need to get oxygen into um, those muscles. So let's say you're at normal sea level. The air that you breathe in uh, is approximately 21% oxygen, 78% uh, nitrogen. Once the air enters your mouth, 
passes through the larynx. We just mentioned this, the trachea, the vocal cords, all that good stuff. Um, and is the, the goal at the end of this is to separate the oxygen, um, the oxygenated blood, uh, pump the heart, your brain, all that good stuff. The key here, though, is the more activity you do, the more oxygen you need to sustain these activities. So the more efficiently that you could deliver uh, the aforementioned the aforementioned oxygen to your muscles, the harder and the more efficiently your body could work, which leads to better results, right? So proper breathing should be one of your main focuses during exercises, um, especially when you're lifting heavy. It's going to give you more muscular endurance in weightlifting, cardiocentric activities, hit, running, swimming, biking, and it's really going to help you recover more quickly during um, high-intensity activities too. Um, and, you know, you don't got to go crazy with this, even with the pranayama and stuff. Your diaphragm is that main muscle that people tend to um, overlook, let's say. It's a, it's a muscle located between your chest and the, the, the abs, right? So it should be, the that is your, your workhorse that powers your breathing, uh, whether you're exercising or not. That's one of the things a lot of singers do as well. Breathe from your diaphragm, sing from your diaphragm. I'm not that good at this yet, but, um, you know, many of us don't engage the muscle when breathing. And instead, we take these short, uh, shallow breaths that begin and end in the chest. Don't breathe shallow, people. Um, you're not going to be able to deliver as much air to the lungs. It's going to increase your heart rate, your blood pressure. It's just not good, right? So I would say the first step is really to understand that the diaphragmatic breathing, um, it, that, that's your best bet for efficient, effective breathing, um, engaging that muscle with every breath involved. You have to do it slowly, um, in through the nose or through the mouth. I think that the, de- the scientific data shows breathing through your nose is better. That's why, you know, we have the nose, right? To smell, to breathe. Um, but breathe, fill up the abdominal area um, with air and then slowly exhale as your stomach uh, collapses. Now, for exercising, this type of breathing can help ensure that core activation as well. So, you know, always want to have that core locked in steady, um, and then you breathe deeply enough to deliver as much oxygen to those muscles as possible, and then, you know, um, driving that breath from the diaphragm can also help you avoid, you know, cramps, um, and just like being, it's just so much easier when you breathe, like, that's really what I try to look at things from, like, how could I make this hard as shit activity or exercise easier, Um, and I, I think, you know, controlling the breath during the, that strength training is definitely going to help you lift more weight with less effort. And I'm telling you, man, it's, you know, for a deadlift, for example, on the way up, you know, breathe in and then on the way down, we breathe that. We were doing trap bar deadlifts yesterday and um, we were, we were putting up five or six plates. So, you know, aside from the gas exchange element of getting more oxygen to your body, breathing is also going to help that core pressure stabilize not only the core, the muscles, but the spine. Um, as well. So breathing out on that concentric phase of the lift um, is going to be um, important. The eccentric portion is when you lower it back toward the ground, um, concentric when you're lifting it up, right? Um, Very common technique that we use here, right? Um, And then when it comes to, you know, aerobic exercise, running, biking, the, the main priority should be establishing just that consistent breathing pattern. So the more consistent you're breathing, um, again, measured breaths, not short, shallow, the, 
the more consistent your breath is, the more nitric oxide you'll get into your body, which is going to help dilate the blood vessels, increase that blood flow, and of course, get to the heart, and you will be working at a, uh, you know, a more efficient level, you know, and consistent doesn't mean slow, right? Don't, it's not like, we're not trying to sit and, you know, slow it down. It's just your bullet, your, the ability to pull in more oxygen in a controlled manner. I think controlled is better than, than looking at it from a, uh, from a slow, right? And, um, you know, I, I've tried to breathe through my nose and out through my mouth. Some people say, you know, in through the nose, out through the nose. I can't do that shit. That's crazy. But uh, all the data shows, you know, we do have um, we have special cilia, like like these hair light structures inside our nose that help filter the pollution, the allergens, bacteria before they travel to your lungs. So it is healthier to to get the um, the breath through the nasal pass to help you humidify the, um, you know, your oxygen, right? It's going to prevent irritation. You're just going to feel better and more, more efficient, right? So breathing through the mouth doesn't provide any of that. Um, but the other side of it is you, you can't take in as much air through your nose as your mouth. I think that's a problem I have. It's like you can't, I'm not used to, like I want to take a big breath, right? But with the nose, you know, smaller passage, right? Um, that's why many people instinctively breathe through their mouths during exercise. So things that uh, I will definitely work on. But I think I gave you guys a ton of data here. I was doing notes all week for this thing. But, oh, uh, yeah, we'll cut it here. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you for the support. I can't wait for to hit episode 200. Um, this has been, you know, I think we're coming up on the... Uh, yeah, this month is going to be the one-year anniversary of the podcast, so I'm very excited about that. Really uh, appreciate everybody's support. You guys know who you are. Um, let's just keep it going. Tell your friends. Leave a like, review, subscribe. Email me, um, causing the effect podcast at gmail.com. And then um, another kind of big announcement here. I have partnered up with, um, you know, Lift Floats. I don't know if anybody in here is from New York or, uh, or Brooklyn, but Lift Floats is, you know, I, I did an episode on that flotation therapy, sensory deprivation. Um, you know, if you guys have any questions, email me or reach out to them. Tell them Scott sent you. Uh, I do think 20, 30 years from now, everybody will be looking for a way to slow down everything and remove those senses because everything's getting a little too much in this world today, right? So uh, shout out to Live Floats. Thanks for the sponsorship. Love you guys. Um, that's it, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, appreciate everything. As always, stay safe. Stay positive. Stay blessed. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.